In this book, and from my own experience, that could not be further from the truth. Your natural state is one of regeneration. Your natural state is one of healing and balance and homeostasis. And in this resource, Saya goes into the science behind how each of our cells has almost an infinite potential, an infinite storehouse of energy waiting to be tapped into to come back to balance, to come back to homeostasis. Why is this significant? If you're listening to this episode and you're moving through any kind of physical pain, emotional pain, mental pain, spiritual pain, it's easy to get stuck in the victim. I find it easy. And when we're in that victim, again, we fall under the illusion that that pain, that suffering is your baseline. Again, it could not be further from the truth. And this resources book reminds you of that. Welcome, beautiful beings, to season two of the Cosmic Love Antenna podcast with your host, Harrison Ma. This podcast sets the loving intention of creating the mystical space needed to pull back the layers restricting health, alignment, and love. Now let's walk you home to your cosmic spiritual heart space. Good morning, evening, afternoon, spiritual beings. Welcome back to the show. Welcome back to another solo sode of the Cosmic Love Antenna, where my intention, as always, with these episodes is to give you a very direct and straight from the heart topic and conversation and set of insights and guidance to help you pull back the layers, restricting health, alignment, and love. And today's theme, today's chat came to me a couple of days ago, actually, as an inspiration, and I wanted to dive into it. And it is your loving spiritual reading list. I'm going to be talking about the powerful books that you should either read, listen to, or however you ingest your books to take a step forward along your spiritual journey. And uh, I can't wait to share them all with you today. A quick little foundation, as always here on the show, if you're watching live on Facebook, LinkedIn, or YouTube, welcome. If you have comments, questions you want to add into the chat today, please leave them below and I'll incorporate your energy. If you are listening on the podcast, please share this out far and wide to a friend, a family member, and a lover, as well as if you have comments, questions, or you enjoyed this show today, you can head over to Apple and Spotify, leave your feedback. And this helps me pick shows, make topics just for you. With all of that, I do want to highlight some of the themes that I'm going to be talking about here today within the books I'm going to be recommending. If you have enjoyed this show to any degree, all of these, all of these resources, all of these books are going to light you up because these, these books have been a big part of my journey, big part of my awakening, big part of my spiritual loving path from topics such as, <clears throat> from topics such as manifestation and abundance, inner child, your chakras, angels, trauma, healing, dreams, forgiveness, and more. All of these are going to be connected to the books I'm going to be referencing today. So I would 
get a piece of pen and paper to write down these resources and really take them in to your heart. Before I get into the first set of books here today, I do want to read a review, as I always do here on these solo soaps. These are this is a, a review from the community that is you that has left a piece of love for me to tune into and uh, and digest. This is from if I can get it up. This is from Empty Nester over on Apple. Empty Nester says, "Great connection." Harrison is so open-minded, and I appreciate his various his views on various life paths. I so enjoyed talking to him about all things internal family systems, and he provides safety and love to our wounded inner selves. He is soul connecting on all the levels, and it was such a delight to open my heart to this conversation. Thank you, Empty Nesta. Love received, and if you want to leave your love, head over to Apple. And I'd love to read it and connect into it. Okay. So with all of that, let's get into the topic today. And I'm so excited to share these resources with you. Again, I want to highlight why this is important, why these tools, these books, these tombs of wisdom, <laughs> if you want to call them that, they aren't just, in my opinion, these aren't just average books. Each and every one of these that I'm going to mention, and I have 20, I'm going to see see how long it takes me to get through all of them because there's a lot of, it's going to activate me. So this might be two parts, this conversation, but each each book, each resource is not just a, is not just a book in my opinion. Each of these powerful tombs of loving insight have awakened things in me, have awakened knowledge that was always there, but for whatever reason had not come to the surface yet. And the reason I share this is these resources most likely will do this for you too. So I would take them into your heart with that in mind. And I would also encourage you, a lot of these books I've done previous episodes on, just on the books themselves. So I'll I'll mention that as I go. So if you want to dive deeper into to one of them specifically, I'll uh, I'll reference the episode and put it in the show notes. Okay. Oh, and I guess one more thing that comes up before I get to the first one. A book is, in my opinion, probably one of the best investments you can make in your healing journey. And what I mean by that is that. Most books, including these ones that I'm going to be speaking about today, they they bring together all of the, not just knowledge and tools and practices of the author, but as an example, if you're reading my book, a good book inserts unique frequency into the words, into the, into the spaces between words, and you can feel that from reading it. So... I'd also encourage you as you take in these resources today and you go to read them or listen to them, digest them, open your heart to what is behind the words. Open your heart to the intention that the author sets because that too will impact you. Okay, so first up here, I'm also, as I'm going to be reading these resources, I'm going to give you why, why they are important, why are they so impactful and why you should be reading them from my own experience. So the first 
resource here for your spiritual loving journey is the book named Creating Affluence by Mr. Deepak Chopra, Chopra, Creating Affluence by Deepak Chopra. And this conversation and resource goes into a teaching and understanding around what does it actually mean to be lovingly affluent? What does it mean to connect to our inner state of abundance? What does it mean to connect to our inner state of spiritual love? Because in many ways, the degree in which we open our hearts to our loving mystical nature is the degree in which we bring affluence into our world. Not just affluence in terms of money, that is a part of it, but affluence in terms of relationships, affluence in terms of health, affluence in terms of different dynamics, partnerships in your life. So this resource by Deepak, he describes the qualities of the unified field or how I would refer to it as the unified field of love that we are all birthed from and still currently in. So if you're looking to bring more affluence into your life, one of the ways we can do this is by embodying the characteristics or the qualities of the unified field of love that we are a part of. And the beautiful Deepak in this book, he describes these characteristics, these qualities, and most importantly, how you can start to be them because they're, they're, they're you already. You've just forgotten, which is the coolest part. And I've done, two, I did two episodes on this book specifically. So I'll put them in the show notes. Next up here, I want to welcome to Gemma and Jody. Welcome to the chat and Facebook, my friends. If you have comments and questions today about these resources or anything that comes up, please pop them in the comment section and I'll, I'll add you in. I'll add your love into this dance today. Resource number two for you. Welcome, Jackie. I see you there too. Resource number two, book number two is probably, <laughs> I would say this book, this resource is, is top three most influential on my current path at the moment. And it is called Healing the Child Within by Charles L. Whitfield, Healing the Child Within, by Charles L. Whitfield. And as you could probably guess, what this, what this book alludes to is how we can start to not just connect to our inner child, but start to help him or her integrate and heal the wounds from our upbringing. And if you have listened to this podcast in any extent, you know how important this inner child work is. And one of my very first two-part episodes was on the inner child, inspired by this book. So I'd highly encourage all of you listening to tune into it and start reading it. One of my favorite components of the book that is so impactful is Mr. Charles breaks down. Mr. Charles breaks down the the ten core inner child needs that deserved 
to be met. And these needs are significant because we can look out for them to start reparenting ourselves to open up a deeper connection to our inner space of spiritual love. And I want to read you them. I'm going to read you the inner child needs. And I'd highly recommend you go back and listen to part one and part two of the inner child episodes that I did where I break down all these needs specifically. But I'm going to read you them just to give you a little little snippet here of why you should tune into this book. So the core inner child needs are touching, attention, mirroring slash echoing, guidance, listening slash participating, the opportunity to grieve and grow, support, loyalty and trust, accomplishment, altered consciousness, by that I mean enjoyment and fun, healthy sexuality or sexual balance, freedom, nurturing, and unconditional love. Each of these needs, if they were not met in your early childhood development, there will most likely be some kind of wound and fear, challenge, separation connected to this need. And what is empowering about it is you as the inner child parent to your little inner being, you can start to not only identify these needs that need to be that need to be seen, but you can now meet the need. So I'll end it there. And I'd encourage you to go listen to the first two episodes where I talked about this and read the book. Now just highlight for people that aren't that are new to inner child healing, tuning to the show today. Inner child healing is how we start to awaken our spiritual essence in many ways. Because it is through childhood, we come in as that perfect soul essence. But it is also in childhood that that perfect soul essence is usually suppressed. Okay. Next up here, I want to actually go back super quick to the first book and I read you some of, so I talked about Affluence by Deepak Chopra and I talked about the unified field of love, why you should read that book. I just want to quickly read some of these characteristics of the unified field of love that Deepak talks about because you can start to embody these characteristics going back to what I was saying about the inner child as you reparent yourself the parent that you are to your inner being, you can hold these characteristics as well, right? These, these, that's where these two these two topics interact intersect. So I'll just read a couple of the field of love that you are. You are nourishing. You are integrating. You are have an have a baseline state of simplicity. You have a baseline state of purifying. You're able to purify the darkness into the light. You have a baseline state of innate freedom. And then finally, you have a baseline state of bliss. There are many more characteristics that Deepak talks about in that first book. But you can see already that 
if you start to embody those characteristics in relation to the inner child that we just talked about, that is the healing frequency that you can give yourself. So I hope that hits your heart. And again, check out the episode that I did on those characteristics. There's many more of them. There's 25 altogether that we can learn to embody. Okay, next up here, book number three, spiritual loving resource number three is, and this is for all the all of you beautiful souls that tune in every week and enjoy listening about all things dreams and dream work and going and at night doing your spiritual loving practices at night. The next three resources are gonna are gonna hit your heart. So, book number three is dreaming on both sides of the brain dreaming on both sides of the brain by doris e cohen phd doris e cohen phd and this resource is significant because it starts to illuminate the importance of your dreams at night specifically from the lens of your unconscious speaking to you, your unconscious giving you messages to help you with challenges in your waking state, in your in your daytime state. If you've tuned in before, you've heard me speak about this phrase, the dreamer always is always dreaming about the dreamer. The dreamer is always dreaming about the dreamer. And what this means, and Doris elaborates on this, when we go into our dreamscape at night, and let's say that you have a very, very vivid dream about your, your mother. In most instances, you're not dreaming about your literal mother. As Doris describes, the dreamer is always dreaming about the dreamer. So what that means is you are dreaming about what your beautiful mother represents to you. What is the symbology? What is the unconscious feelings and message behind your mum? that you need to awaken to, that you need to not just see, but start to bring more of into your conscious waking state to help you with the challenge that you are currently facing. So the divine Doris really describes this and goes into practices around this. And for all of you listening that are new to dream work that haven't stepped into it yet, as someone who practices practices this every day, I would highly recommend it, not just as a way to heal trauma and move through suppressed emotions, it's all those things, but also as a spiritual devotional ritual that you can learn to really bring up more power that you have. Because each dream symbol usually comes with an awakening back to a truth that you've forgotten. Speaking speaking of awakening, the next book, number four, continuing this dream theme, is Dreams of Awakening by Charlie Morley. Dreams of Awakening by Charlie Morley. And this continues the dream theme, the spiritual dreaming theme. But now what this describes is the other side, the other side of dreaming from my experience is 
the spiritual playground that the dream world allows us to get lost in. And specifically, learning to awaken in our dreams more at night, to become lucid, to start diving deeper into the layers of, and Charlie refers to this as dream meditation. Starting to use our dreams at night as a way in which we can start to practice more spiritual evolution for ourselves. So I'll go into this more in a second with the next book, but the reason I love Charlie and his interpretation of this is he gives really practical examples of what we can start to do to not just have more dreams, but start to become awake, start to incorporate more learnings from them but not from a psychoanalytical lens like Doris talks about, but now from a spiritual view, from a more Eastern esoteric view, which is very valuable. And uh, you can actually get to the point within your lucid practice of meditating in your dreams. So waking up in your dream state, staying in the dream state, and then making a choice to meditate in the dream state which I won't spoil it, has its own set of beautiful learnings. Welcome, Josephine, in the chat. I see you there, my friend. If you're joining live again, if you have comments, questions, pop them in the comment section. I'd love to add you into the conversation. So the next book here, continuing the dream topic, is, this is the final one, Described simply, named simply as Lucid Dreaming, The Gateway to the Inner Self. Lucid Dreaming, Gateway to the Inner Self by Robert Wagner. This resource takes this dreaming theme to its final stop, its final conclusion. And not only does Robert also give more practices to become lucid, and again, if you're not practicing lucid dreaming, I'd highly recommend you lean into it because it starts to help you do shadow work. As an, as an example, it starts to help you do inner child work. It starts to help you connect to guides, all the things. But Robert in this book describes, which is so fascinating to me, he describes the layers of the dream state, the different layers of consciousness that we can start to dive into once we become lucid and we start to have a devotional spiritual dreaming practice and an example of this that i'll just describe here that really stimulates me is i talk about this in my in my new book that some of you are listening to when we become lucid in our dream state we we shift our perspective so a normal an analogy that i use in in my book that i'll refer to here now in regards to dreams in a normal dream where you're not lucid you are the you are the passenger in a sailboat as it moves throughout the ocean okay you are the passenger the boat is the movement of the dream and the ocean is the, let's say, the consciousness of the dreamscape. When you become lucid, when you wake up in the dream, 
you now become the sailor. You now become the the director of the ship. So instead of just moving along with the dream with no control, you now have semi-control of the ship as it moves throughout the, the dreamscape ocean. Now, that analogy is interesting in itself, but where Robert takes this a bit deeper is he asks the question, what is the energy, what is the consciousness that is behind the ocean? What is the consciousness that is behind the vastness of the dream energy itself? And if you meditate with that question, if you meditate on that, and you go into what Robert talks about in the book, it will take you to some very enlightening understandings. And I won't go too deeply into it now, but I'd highly recommend you open your heart to this resource and start to play with these deeper states of consciousness that we all have access to. And one of the ways we access it is through the dream state that Robert talks about. Okay. Next up here, Josephine is wearing, looking at your comments in the chat. I used to do this as a child. Well, I'll say this to you, my friend, and everyone tuning in. Lucid dreaming and dreaming is not a child childhood occurrence. It is happens in childhood, of course, but we deserve to have that same vivid relationship with our dreams as adults too. So if you had it as a child, beautiful, but use that as a motivation to have it as the same state now. Next up here, book number six that I want to share with you. And again, this is another, as I read these resources, it's interesting because I can, it, it takes me to different stages of my own personal development. And this one's a big one in terms of your spiritual loving journey. The resource, the book is Tuning the Human Biofield. Tuning the Human Biofield by Eileen Day McCusick. Tuning the Human Biofield by Eileen Day McCusick. And this resource, this book, is significant for many reasons. But to put it simply, Eileen does something very special in the way that she, through her experience and what she talks about in the book, in connecting your energetic portals, your chakras, that if you know, if you're watching live, is a big part of this show, connecting your chakras to their emotional counterparts, their emotional resonance, their emotional experience. What do I mean by this? When we have an emotion move through us, let's say anger, guilt, shame, grief, as examples. Yes, in some instances, it can be a full body experience. But in most cases, for most people, it is not a full body experience. It is a specific area of the body experience. Then take this further, it's a specific chakra experience. And what Eileen talks about in this book that I encourage you to open your heart to is the relationship between, as an example, anger and the solar plexus, your stomach, grief and your heart 
and your chest and your lungs. Uh, guilt and shame and your sacral and your root center. These are just a few different feelings and, and emotions as an example, but Eileen, through her experience and her practice with sound healing and connecting to people's auras and and biofields, as she calls it, shows examples and evidence connecting your energetic system to your emotional experience. Why is this important? Why is this? Why do we even need to have this conversation? Well, to put simply, it helps you connect to the bio-individual and nuanced soul that you are. It is much easier for us to clear and release and move on from a dense frequency of guilt, shame, or anger if we can tune into the area of the body that it's holding in. If I can tune into my solar plexus and the anger that it is connecting to, then I have a much higher chance in that moment to release that emotion, to let that go, to to stop the body from keeping score. And I'll come back to that, <laughs> that word later. But this is why I'd encourage you to lean into this resource because it gives you a full anatomical, energetic, emotional foundation and framework to view yourself as. And for me, this was a game changer because it now showed, and the last thing I'll say to this, it shows the relationship between our physical being and our emotional being. And for a lot of us, myself included, we don't have this connection. We don't have this understanding of our holistic nature. So a beautiful resource there for you. Josephine, just reading your comment in the chat. Indeed, I meant that I used to go back into my dreams and change them. Yeah, I love it. You used to lucid dream. And again, I'd recommend for people tuning in. When we change our lucid dreaming state, especially if we start to incorporate what I just spoke about with Eileen's work, with our emotional body and our chakras, we start to connect our our dreaming world, which in many ways I would refer to as the real world, to our waking state. Okay. So next up here, next book, connecting to flowing on from what I was just saying about the holistic nature of our being and learning to heal ourselves. The next book is Regenerate by Saya G. Regenerate Saya G. And I'll spell the last the name because it's a bit difficult. S-A-Y-E-R, Saya and last name G, J-I. This resource, this book, is important because it highlights our and I've just I'm reading my notes here. It's very simple. I'll read it, read out what I said. It highlights our pure potential for healing, balance, and homeostasis. Highlights our pure potential for healing, balance, and homeostasis. This is 
so significant. Because if you grew up in the world that I did, you may have the illusion, the limiting belief that your natural state isn't one of balance or homeostasis of healing. You may have, you may have grown up with the illusion that you have to suffer, you have to sacrifice, you have to just put up with the pain. And in this book, and from my own experience, that could not be further from the truth. Your natural state is one of regeneration. Your natural state is one of healing and balance and homeostasis. And in this resource, Saya goes into the science behind how each of our cells has almost an infinite potential, an infinite storehouse of energy waiting to be tapped into to come back to balance, to come back to homeostasis. Why is this significant? If you're listening to this episode and you're moving through any kind of physical pain, emotional pain, mental pain, spiritual pain, it's easy to get stuck in the victim. I find it easy. And when we're in that victim, again, we fall under the illusion that that pain, that suffering is your baseline. Again, it could not be further from the truth. And this resources book reminds you of that. And Saya has a very beautiful way of articulating it from a very holistic lens. Next up here, I'm going to get, I'm going to get a bit spiritual and woo-woo now. This, is, this whole chat has been spiritual, but I'm going to get a little bit deeper into all things mystical here now with these next two books, or next three books, actually. Book number eight is The Physics of Angels by Rupert Sheldrake. The Physics of Angels by Rupert Sheldrake. And I would define this book as a as left brain support for the mystical. Left brain support for the mystical. And as the name implies, this book goes into the science and the physics behind the mystical entities that are angels. That is, I would now refer to it as angelic consciousness. I've done a few episodes on this show about talking about angels and angelic consciousness, both external angels that come into our reality and our own angelic consciousness. And what this book does really well, and a reason I'm suggesting it to you, is it helps the mind, it helps the mind understand such a spiritual and mystical concept that is angelic consciousness, that is angels. And within our spiritual journey and our spiritual evolution, it is very important that we do not push against our mind, push against our ego belief systems. Because pushing or adding fire to fire is never the resolution we are looking for. We want to love on our minds. We want to love on our egos. We want to help them, help them integrate and soothe them into understandings, such as all the things that are angels. And 
this book does this really well. So if you are interested in connecting to angels, understanding them more, especially if you've grown up in a very science-focused environment, this will support you. And it will be a gateway into angelic consciousness. And once you walk through that gateway, give me a, shoot me a message. <laughs> because uh, talking about angels and angelic consciousness is one of my favorite topics at the moment. <clears throat> Next up here, resource number nine is a book titled Egregores. And I'm gonna I'm gonna spell this because it's a hard word to say. E G R E Egregores G O R E S Egregores by Mark Stavish <clears throat> by Mark Stavish Egregores by Mark Stavish. So. I'm going to explain what that term means and then go into why this book is important. So an egregore is a, another kind of entity like angels, but more of a negative one. An egregore, put simply, is a thought form that has gained cultural, uh, religious, global status. It has expanded to the point where it is a cultural understanding, a religious understanding, a national understanding. Thought forms, as they as it as it sounds like, are entities that we create through the thinking that we that we express. So an example, a a thought form would be in a limiting belief. I Harrison. Am abundant. I Harrison am beautiful. I Harrison have a wonderful voice. All of those are thought forms that I've just created in this moment. Why this is relevant and how this and what an egregore is is thought forms impact us. They impact us as the person that's thinking them, and they also impact the people that we project them onto. An egregore is a thought form that has amassed a large following has amassed a large populace behind it, a group, a country, a religion, a culture, etc. So what the, why this book is relevant and why I even mention it today is we need to be on the lookout for egregores as external entities that negatively impact us. What are some examples I think would be the best way for me to describe this for everyone? An egregore, a, a cultural egregore that, that is pervasive is you are not enough unless you are constantly working or constantly doing. You are not valuable unless you get these certain grades in school. You are not pretty unless you look like this person on the magazine all of these are not just thought forms but they are cultural societal egregores that if we are not mindful of if we don't see them for what they are they become us they we now become a part 
of the large thought form. And we now run our lives as if that egregore is our fundamental truth. You can see how significant this can be, how important it is to see these egregores. I'll give another example here. This often comes up in religious dogma. This often comes up in in religious teachings that are based on fear consciousness rather based rather than based on the spiritual love that is their foundation. So for example, you you shall not connect in love before you are married, married. You should not, you will go to hell if you make this specific choice. These are egregores. These are religious now, as an example, religious thought forms that have that have grown throughout time due to their the people that are behind them, the, the amount of people that are expanding the thought form and believing it as truth. And now it has impact on you as the person that interacts with it. So this book highlights this phenomena, highlights this understanding, and most importantly, gives you awareness around it so you cannot be taken away by them. I'll leave it there with that one. But I would say take it slow with that resource because it can, it rocked my world learning about it. And you'll start to see it everywhere in your in your routine, in your life. Next up here, book number 10. And I may have time to do, probably have time to do two more and I'll do a part two with this. So book number 10. And I'm excited to share this one. If you have caught some of my earlier episodes where I talked about star seeds and your alien past lives, this was a big influence for those episodes and those understandings and those rememberings in my experience. Book number 10 is the Convoluted Universe series by Dolores Cannon. The Convoluted Universe series by, by Dolores Cannon. I think she has seven or eight books. There's a lot of them. I ended up reading them all because they're so good. But Dolores Cannon, for people that are unaware of this lovely mystic, she was a past life regressionist that did a lot of past life regressions, but found herself in the world where she was starting to experience clients that didn't just have past lives on this earth, but had past lives as alien beings, extraterrestrial forms, and also different dimensional forms, different consciousness states that the soul of the person that she was uh, moving through a past life regression had in their, in their system, different lives as not just aliens, but different lives as a soul in different dimensions and different layers of reality. It's a lot to go into, but it's, it's a teaching and a set of understandings that I would simply describe supports your understanding of the multidimensional being of love and light that you are. If you've listened to this podcast for any amount of time, 
you have got a feeling of this. You've got an understanding of this in regards to your angelic consciousness that I was speaking about earlier, in regards, regards to your Christ consciousness, in regards to your ability to connect to your higher self, in regards to even connecting to your inner child and your ancestral elements. All of this starts to highlight your multidimensional nature. And the reason I love Dolores and her work within this book series is she gives you examples. She doesn't just describe it and articulate it, but she shares real past life regressions and experiences where she learned about these concepts and understandings. And again, going back to what I said before about angels, our mind has a very hard time conceptualizing understandings like this. And when you can have a resource like this one that Dolores beautifully writes and shares, it, it, it allows your mind to catch up to your eternal spirit and soul. It allows your mind to have a foundation to feel safe enough in to open up to these concepts. So this is why I recommend it. And it's what it did for me. It helped me understand some very deep and fundamental truths of our being. That, uh, as, as an example, for the people listening, most likely you aren't just a soul that's incarnated here once on earth. Not only have you most likely had multiple lives on this earth, you've most likely had multiple lives on different planets, in different star systems, as different kinds of beings. And while this moment right now is the only one that matters, if you can understand this and embody this, you can start to awaken the gifts that you already have from these past lives that are ready to reemerge now. All right. I would take it slow with those books too, because there's so many of them. I'd start with, I would start with the first book of the convoluted series and go from there. A final book here today that I'm going to speak about as a resource for you to tune into along your spiritual loving journey is coming back into the 3D. So I went up into the mystical spiritual heights of Dolores. I want to come back down into the physical now. And probably, again, one of the most influential books on my own journey of awakening and healing and coming back to my own spiritual loving heart center is the book, The Body Keeps Score by Bezel van der Kolk. The Body Keeps Score by Bezel van der Kolk. If you are listening to this show today, and you're reading my book. It's a big influence. I speak about it in my book. And this resource, for those of you who are unaware of it, shows the correlation between childhood trauma, trauma in many ways, but specifically childhood trauma, being abused, going through some kind of adverse childhood event, and how your physical being holds on to those energetic, emotional, and mental imprints to ultimately 
one day help you release, forgive, and heal. That is the most simple way for me to describe the synopsis of the book. There are, there's much more in it. But just the awareness of this, how your body tells the story of your life, how your tissues hold your issues that deserve to be seen, deserve to be released, deserve to be loved and supported so you can expand, so you can move out of that constant fight or flight state, so you can move out of that constant in fear state, so you can stop being small and you can step into your potential that is abundant and expansive. Bezel describes this again through a lot of science, a lot of practical experiences. And I think one thing that I'll share that really stood out to me, that helped me and my own inner child healing and trauma healing journey, is at the start of the book, Bezel describes and, and shows the statistics of the percentage of women and men that have been through some kind of childhood abuse, childhood trauma. And I can't remember the exact statistic, but it's ridiculously high, 85% and upwards, if I remember correctly. And I remember reading that statistic and feeling soothed by it, feeling reassured by it. And as I reflect back on it now in this moment, one of the reasons for that is it reminded me that I wasn't alone. It reminded me that while my trauma story is mine and will, and will always have unique stories, the pain that I was holding on to, other people were also holding on to that pain. And if they could move through it, if they could see it, hold it, love it, feel it, then I could too. And just that, <laughs> just that understanding and that realization from that resource, from the Body Cube score, shifted my understanding, not just from inner child healing and trauma healing, but was an ingredient to me coming back to the truth. And the truth is, I have all the power, I have all the resources, I have all of the potential inside of me to move through that which needs to be moved through, to move through all the pain that needs to be alchemized back into the light. And I'm not alone in that. We all have that potential inside of us, waiting to be unlocked, waiting to be harnessed. I hope this supports you today. I hope these resources hit your hearts. I have nine more to share with you, but I'm going to do a part two of this chat because they are extensive and I don't want to rush them and I want to speak about them in depth. So join me for part two of this conversation where I'll be describing even more juicy books for you to open up to along your spiritual loving journey. Let me know how these resources and books go. I know many of you have started to read some of these, but some of them are new. A lot of them are new. So I'd love your feedback. Let me know what bubbles up for you. 
you can leave them over in reviews as well. That way I can pick more topics and conversations like this if it really brought you value and share this with a friend, a lover that you know needs wisdom like this, needs remembering like these books and teachings. As always, take some action on today's chat. Go buy one of these books. Go listen to one of them. If one of them really hit your heart and opened you up more, that's a sign. Remember what I said at the start of this chat. These aren't just normal books, in my opinion. They hold frequency. They hold deep insight and opportunities for you to remember that which, you've, for you, which you have forgotten. So whatever one did that for you today, activated you, take action on it. Tune into it and learn from it. And uh, Jackie, Dolores Cannon's books are awesome. Yeah, there's she has so many of them. The Convoluted series is just one section. I think I've read, I think I read like 12, 11 or 12 of her books because they're so, they're exactly what I was just saying. They activate you. They, you know, you know what she's speaking is truth if you're at that state to receive it. So, all right, wonderful beings, I'll leave it there. I'll see you in part two of this series. But until next time, until then, I send you love, I send you light, and I'll see you again very soon. Bye, everyone. Thank you for listening to the Cosmic Love Antenna with me, your host, Harrison. If you gained value or this episode hit your heart, please remember to share this out with a friend, a family member, or a lover. You can also leave your love over on Apple Reviews and Spotify star feedback, and this helps me spread my frequency to more souls in need. Finally, if you want to connect with me deeper, want to reach out, interested in coaching, please follow me on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and LinkedIn at Harrison Ma, Ma spelled M-E-A-G-H-E-R. Sending you so much love. I host the rock podcast back to the arena, the interviews. It's about a 30 minute podcast where I talk one-on-one with a band who has released new music. You can find us on all the best podcast sites like Spotify, Apple, Google, iHeartRadio, and more. If you're a rock fan like me, subscribe today to back to the arena, the interviews. Electric acid. Hi, I'm Mark. And I'm Peter. We're the founders of Electrocast Media, bringing you great podcasts like Nightmare Road Stories, Tech Talk Revolution, and Bodacious Minds. Electrocast networks include Ruby for female empowerment, the best business network, and GPN for geopolitics. We built this company to create community and amplify diverse voices, and we really appreciate your support. So, keep listening to Electrocast Podcasts and hear the culture. Electrocast. Electric acid.